Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Kurt. This is AC. These are our lady friends. Women in Youth Ministry. You are the Youth Ministry Nation. Yes. Let's talk about Youth Ministry. Yeah. This is not our yeah. normal format. Normally you see these two beautiful faces, but yeah, we don't like to share. We don't, but we, we oh, had yes. to. We had yes. to. We were okay. looking through some data, and we saw that uh, there were no women watching. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought three. That's your first problem. <laughs> these three ladies actually work with us in youth ministry. Well, we're youth ministry partners. She mm -hmm. actually works at another church, mm -hmm. and we'll introduce her in a minute. Um Let's start with Ashley, who yeah. used to be a student, and now she's a year intern I am. with us. Yeah. I'm also a student, mm -hmm. but not <laughs> in this ministry anymore. <laughs> right. She's an intern, awesome. We have Angela, who's actually on staff with our junior high ministry, and she's crushing it. And then we have Emma. Hi. <laughs> so she's at Church of the Valley, right? Yep, I work Church at CCD, and I CCD. do junior high and high school ministry. There. Emma's going to... I think I'm going to be with some CCD people on Monday. Really? Oh, where? Is anybody from your team going sailing with Pepperdine University? Okay, we got invited to go, but we can't go. Oh, I'm so bummed. Oh, yeah. They think you're going. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still going. Pepperdine University. I'm going. Okay. All right. Maybe you'll meet my friends. Maybe I go. You don't like to go sailing? Shopping. You don't go. Wow. Do you have a good beat? Lots of drinks. So here's here's what we're going to do today. Obviously, the the oh wait, we introduced Emma. So Emma grew up in Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she grew up in Sarabat. Yeah. Yeah. Talk more about her. She was one of my students. Yeah. Ashley was also. Yeah. Um, but they were my students before they were yours. It's true. Kurt was my junior high true pastor. That. Mine too. He, he hides his so age. So now we can ask. We, we can ask the question we debate about. Who is the better pastor? <laughs> right. Uh, question everybody wants. No, don't, 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 don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. Well, I haven't been there for years. Okay, so. Here's this is only a 20 minute podcast yes. and we're burning minutes by the by the minute. We're by, good. We're good. by the minute. Um, <laughs> so how that works. <laughs> one of the topics that comes up all the time in any youth ministry setting, if you go to a conference, there's workshops about it. If there aren't, there should be. I was just at a junior high ministry conferency thing over the weekend and they did a late night conversation about this topic oh, and it was cool. massively I think every woman at the event went to that late night conversation. Yeah. Hmm. And, and then all the dudes went out to there's the problem. And we wondered about it, guys. There's the problem. Oh, wow. I'm going to write that question. We force the ladies to choose between girl and youth ministry conversation and B-dubs. That's a hard choice. They should really go together. Why can't they be the same thing? Why can't we have B-dubs at the at the conversation? Girls like always conversation You would have to bring that up with a girl that organizes it. It's, it's alliteration. It's Wings meant with to be women. Yes. W -W. Yes. Wow. I like it. That's a lively bunch. You need to <laughs> it. It is. first question. So here we go. We're just going to ask you guys some questions about your experiences being women in youth ministry. Um, as a little bit of a disclaimer, you know, Saddleback Church, I think, typically, is kind of a guy-dominated leadership structure. Um, in our student ministries, we're about 50-50 as far as mm -hmm. women youth pastors versus men youth pastors. But of our four departments, 
three of the four are led by men, mm -hmm. um, and one is led by a woman. So I, I think there is some learning for us mm -hmm. as the guys, yeah. um, some learning for everybody else. And so what I'm going to ask is that you ladies just speak freely, mm -hmm. okay. right? Speak freely. Um, and let's see if we can encourage both our female viewers who are in youth ministry and the guys who are leading and sure. partnering or working for and with yeah. um, women in their own ministry. Okay, cool. question number one. All right. Let's, here, here's what AC and I were talking about earlier is I've never had this, I've never heard this angle, but assuming that the majority of youth ministries are led by guys, mm -hmm. um, we also know that probably 60 or 70 percent, 60 percent or so, of most youth groups, yeah. attenders are girls. Mm -hmm. There's more girls mm -hmm. in HSM than boys. There's more girls in junior high ministry than boys. Mm -hmm. There's more women sitting in the adult services yeah. than there are yeah. men. Mm -hmm. what, would you guys, what, what do you guys think are some things that maybe guy-dominated youth groups from a leadership standpoint, are we neglecting or what are we doing that isn't paying attention to 60 percent of our audience? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And what ways do we do things in a guy way, even though sixty percent of our audience is female? Mm -hmm. So just just yeah, talk about that for a second. Um, I think it's, so. I think about two things from like a programmatic standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, even something as simple as during messages, use the examples that we use, the object mm -hmm. lessons that we use. Yeah. Guys would tend to use sports analogies a lot, or fire, or or fire, burning <laughs> stuff. That's yeah. usually it. Um, and even just thinking about more gender neutral examples, yeah. things that might be more applicable to the whole crowd, right. or even in your games, we know that fun breaks down walls if you get kids to laugh, mm -hmm. but maybe girls don't always want to play physical games mm -hmm. or nasty games that's going to get them dirty or games that they can't play because they wear a dress to church. So mm -hmm. thinking about things holistically like yeah. that, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just yeah. think from a platform yeah. could that's be something good. that they can use. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, like, also just in, in what you say, like, if you just are calling your students, if you're, you know, um, talking about them as a whole, don't say guys just off the bat. Just say students. Just keep it really generic so then you're not discriminating against either side. Um, because I just feel like that's just a really easy way to just slightly change um, the way that you address your students. Um, and just saying students, or not hey, hey guys. Or hey everybody. Hey everybody. Just yeah. something that's not just hey guys or hey girls, but just hey students and just putting them all together and not feeling one. Um, having one feel like left out or anything like that. Yeah. That's good. Ashley, you're probably the most recent youth group attendee. Yes. Right? Can you, it, was there ever a time where you were sitting in our junior high ministry or high school ministry and kind of going, they, they're, this is a dude's world? Um, no, I would almost say that it's times when there's like an overemphasis on yeah. girls. Like, yeah. Not all girls love pink, and girls play sports, and yeah. some girls do like to get dirty and mm -hmm. play, like, crazy games, and mm -hmm. um, so I think putting girls in a box too yes. much, too, and going on that extreme is more dangerous. Yeah, so I think yeah. I, like, totally agree with that, because I think a lot of times when, let's say, your staff is all men. Um, I think you guys trying to be considerate sometimes turns all the way over to a stereotype, and that's not a healthy thing either, mm -hmm. um, but I think just more being, like, figuring out the middle ground and just being like a balance and more of an equality thing rather than trying to fit or or um, just try to to shape your ministry towards a stereotype, just like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's also, good. Also, even recognizing the differences between girls and guys, depending yeah. on what grades you're working with, and like calling those out too, because yeah. I think that it's normal to call out the different phases. Boys might 
respond to a certain circumstance this way and girls will respond a different way too so validating where both of them are in their stages of life too is huge so that neither one of them feels like oh well I'm less than this or I'm more than this or whatever it might be because they're going to all be in completely different phases because girls and guys are different. There is a old adage that I think is old school I'd love to hear what you guys think about it is there some validity to it or is it just antiquated? Mm -hmm. Um some of the youth ministry training I received okay. back in the day mm-hmm. was if you get the varsity quarterback, yeah. if you get the, the, the ASB president, mm-hmm. if you get the, it, it, I'm, I'm quoting my training, mm-hmm. if you get the A-list yeah. guys coming to youth group, yeah. then you'll get tons of girls and you won't have to think so much about how do we how do we do girl ministry because they'll just show up because the guys. No. 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 People from high schools who would be considered popular, whether they're girls or guys, having them be in the youth group makes a difference for sure. But I don't necessarily, the amount of girls who would come just because the hottest guy at their school is in youth group feels small. I've heard way more testimonies of guys saying, I went to church for the first time because I thought they were cute girls than the other way around. What's interesting about that is because, again, I'm sure today we'll be guilty of of painting with a very broad brush a few hey, times. Totally. But painting with a broad brush, Kurt. guys, <laughs> guys <laughs> are shameless. You haven't said anything just threw me in Painting with a broad brush, <laughs> yes. guys yes. are shallower and more superficial in lots of areas. That would be one. Mm-hmm. So I, I have heard way more often. My own teenage son yeah. has mentioned <laughs> oh, that yeah. way more Two guys than on my teenage yeah, daughter that, ever. Yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think what I'm kind of like hearing you guys say is, well, when I listen to what you say, I go, I need a girl. I need a, a, a woman in my circle. Mm-hmm. Planning, thinking through things with me because I would totally miss a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I will try and be too intentional yeah. and I, I mm-hmm. err on either side yeah. so I think a great point that you guys kind of like bring out it doesn't mean you you need to now go okay well maybe mm-hmm. need to go what's my what's my ratio yeah. for students to at least volunteer leaders yeah. yeah and even with those being able to go okay who who can I begin to like bring in to these mm-hmm. conversations right if you're a guy yeah planning youth group every single week mm-hmm. in a group of three other guys or even by yourself, just as a guy planning youth group at Starbucks, yeah. you need to find ways to have a female voice speaking into the game. Yeah. Or here's a different angle. I mean, mm-hmm. run your lesson past a yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah. And go, hey, you know, where can I insert mm-hmm. some female-friendly language, That's a female-friendly right. example? Yeah. Point mm-hmm. out stuff that I might say in this lesson accidentally yeah. that would be offensive to a girl yeah, right. or hurtful to a girl. Right. Okay, next question. Good okay. stuff. Next question. Let's speak for a second to the men watching who are the point people for their youth ministry working with ladies. Maybe they're the supervisor of ladies. Maybe they just got core women on their volunteer team. Help just coach those guys up for a couple seconds about how to lead women well in a team setting. 
Um, <laughs> we, probably, we probably should have let you guys know what the question is. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. 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 you are not 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 you
And gosh, you're in the right place. You're doing what you care about. Yeah. Keep asking for opportunities and seeking those and um, investing in the Lord because he's going to open doors for you. Like, that's what he does. He opens doors. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was great. When, when would you guys, what would be your met, your barometer of when you would give up on, like, maybe this church isn't the right yeah. church for me as a girl, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, when, like when do you suck it up and deal with it, yeah. versus when do you go, hey, I need to, I need to put myself in a, in a situation that's going to set me up to fulfill my calling in life, mm-hmm. yeah. how do you navigate that tension? Yeah, that's a great question. Because that's stuff that most guys, unfortunately... Mm-hmm. We have to, you know, all of us have to wrestle through all this tension point, but we don't typically have that extra layer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not a church in the country mm-hmm. that I would feel like there's any kind of lid, lid on me. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. never feel that for a guy. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them mm-hmm. where women would feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So what, how would you guys navigate it if you truly, genuinely felt that? Hmm. What's a healthy way in your guys' experience to, to navigate that? Yeah. Well, I think... We have to be in healthy places, yeah. spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Like we need to make sure we're healthy um, first. And because the thing is that, like, if God is calling us to a place, He's going to keep us there, and He'll give us the tools to persevere. But I think practically, mm-hmm. if you have navigated every angle, you know your leader, you've tried every conversation, mm-hmm. and you still feel like there's something inhibiting you, and you feel like. God has more, but people are inhibiting you. Mm-hmm. I think that, that you have to make a decision then and ask God, okay, God, that he'll open the door for you to leave if it's yeah. if it's time. And I think it'll be abundantly clear that it's time for you to exit. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be one of those things where the tension will ease when it's time for you to transition out. Definitely. Yeah. And I think if it's a healthy tension, maybe God wants you there to work through it. Mm-hmm. But if God has more for you, then he'll open a door for you to go yeah. somewhere else, and he'll make it super easy. And he'll make it easy for the leadership to release you. Yeah. Because it, it, they won't give you any pushback, I Definitely. think. It'll just it'll well, be too extreme. You know they won't if yeah. they put a lid on ladies. <laughs> and, and you're leaving because you're a lady who wants to blow past yeah. that lid. Yeah. Yeah. Those churches are going to say, God bless you, sister. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the door. I think there's a healthy amount of self-awareness that needs to be in the mm-hmm. beginning part of that discernment process, though. Like, how much of their responsibility that they're not giving you is actually because you're a woman. You know what I mean? And being able to take, take like, hey, are you having those conversations where you're asking for more? Are you doing a great job when they are giving you more and trusting you with more? And so before you even get down, walking down that road, your self-awareness of where you're at in that job and how great you're doing in your specific role um, has to be really high before you're, you know, mm. blaming it on that and thinking that they're not giving me opportunities. And then I, like, totally second with everything that um, Angela said with just... God will let you know when that season's coming to a close, yeah. um, most definitely. Yeah, I well, agree that. I yep. think it's definitely like two two levels to that. One is the church policy mm-hmm. or the way the church interprets scripture, yeah. which kind of could put a lid on you in the sense of you thinking, man, I yeah. I feel like because of that policy or because of that interpretation, which, which is probably not going to change. It. Yeah, which yeah. probably not going to change. And then the other side is there is a there is a uh, culture that says women are, that kind of treats mm-hmm. women. There's no policy or scriptural, but it's a culture yeah. where you have leaders that do prefer yeah. a man in a spot than a woman, and you can visibly see those yeah. changes. I think discernment is kind of like what, what both of you guys are saying in terms of like just your spiritual life, mm-hmm. being grounded and rooted so that you can 
<laughs> before you go off at the handle. Yeah. It's not right. just, uh, yep. you know, you're just lowering your lid. And yeah. I actually have a question. Um, all of three of you are single, right? I haven't talked to you in my life. Yes. I didn't see you in the figure. Single. Um, what would you say to to those who are in youth ministry and they're single and they're trying to balance that life, the single life, but also ministry, which could be your entire life. <laughs> right. But you, so you're trying to yeah. kind of like balance that. What what kind of advice would you give to you know youth leaders that are just starting off and even some that may have erred on the side of making this all their life and. I think it's a sweet season. I think for me, like, yeah, I'm single and I'm in ministry and I'm really enjoying it. I think there's not that season in life forever. And so um, for me, like, I have the luxury of being able to go to support one of our, my students at a football game or um, being able to pick them up for lunch or, or dinner. And there's things like that. Obviously, the balancing, to be, like, super candid and honest, I'm not great at it. <laughs> um, I think I love my job so much. And um, I've definitely, like, sat down with myself a couple of times to be like, hey, let's create some better boundaries. But I think also um, you only get that that first season in ministry one time. And I think it's the, the season of ministry that when you're older and you're a veteran, you look back on with such sweet memories of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think cherish it and um, really embrace that season without going overboard and burning yourself out. So I would probably say that. You only have so much time outside of ministry yeah. and the hours that you invest in that. And like as a single person, I get to spend those with a variety of core people who I care about mm. and learn from them, whether they're in ministry or just um, dear friends and yeah. my people. And that's special. And yeah. that changes when you're married or dating or whatever. I'm sure married life is wonderful. We're not saying it's a great season, though. I'm you, stuck you with the same three people. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, though. That's what I was just saying. <laughs> It's like, um, I think the key is community, though, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a single woman in ministry, you have to be really intentional about the community of people that you bring around you. So make sure that you've got that community of friends that you have in your life group. But also, you know, making sure that if marriage and family is something that you desire to have one day, without rushing and blowing past the sweet season that you're in, like Emma said, Mm -hmm. also put yourself in circumstances where you are exposed to other people and you can navigate having a full life outside of ministry as well. So do things that you enjoy outside of ministry, have fun outside of ministry, make friends. I mean, I'm brand new to Southern California, so for me it's I'm exploring, I'm adventuring Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But make sure that you have a solid community around you because... um, it can get easy to have ministry be your whole life, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you miss out on really yeah. sweet friendships and other relationships mm-hmm. that could blossom and bloom mm-hmm. um, while you're in this time as well. So that would probably be the best advice I would give is just make sure that community is whole. That's good. Okay, popcorn question, then we'll sign off. Okay. You, cool. each have to, you each have to just boom, boom, okay. oh, best, quick. best and worst part <laughs> about being a female in youth ministry in a local church. Mm. Boom, boom. Ooh. Oh gosh! Uh, best, oh, part, gosh. Best, best part, best worst, is the unique way you get to minister to female students. Yes, mm-hmm. best part. Oh man, that was mine. Sorry. Worst part. Worst part. The unique way that you get to minister to female students. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, that was so funny. I don't know. I don't necessarily feel this way, but I think. I have a feeling. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like feeling underestimated. Yeah. Um, would yeah. be. 
know. Best part, being a part of a trend of new youth ministry, a new generation, I think females in ministry is not such an oddity anymore, and I think that's fun to be a part of that. Um, worst part, um, I'm the only girl on just the student ministry staff, and so there's just a lot of belching and farting, and so that's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Jess. Yeah, seriously, to you sound like the junior high team. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Best part, uh, I definitely agree about that, uh, about the ministry to young girls. Um, part about being female in the ministry it's just the unique perspective that and it's like listened to I think that especially here it's highly valued mm-hmm. that's great um I think the worst part is like sometimes having to think through whether I'm gonna wear my hair in a ponytail or down because if I get caught in the helmet of shame then chocolate milk is gonna be all <laughs> yeah. over me yeah. and yeah. then totally. yeah. there's yeah. always the chance that you could walk away from any separate circumstance and be filthy it's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. It's part of what we signed up for, though. It, it is. is. It is. All right. Hey, guys, ladies, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell people how to subscribe. All right. Good stuff. Um, if you're just tuning in for the first time or you've tuned in for, since we've started and you've never hit that subscribe button, you can hit it yeah. right here. Yeah. Right here. Um, right here. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions or if you have any there. questions yeah. about this specific show that you may want us to get to these girls. You can follow and, us on Instagram. And we can, um, <laughs> answer. You can send an email at talkyouthministry at gmail.com and yeah. you can follow Ashley mm, at Ashley Donahue A-S-H-L-E-Y-D-O-N-A-H-U-E Emma Emma E-M-M-A-A-U-N-G-S-C Twitter and Instagram mm. uh, Angela A-N-G-E-L-A underscore Scott 10 on Instagram and Twitter Definitely follow these girls. They're doing awesome, awesome ministry. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Peace and blessings.